0: driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Sugar added talk radio. Such little sugar. this This son of a gun is in ketosis, I tell you. No sugar, ain't no sugar in my tank. You won't be calling me Sugar Clay nobody. (laughs) All these boxers that call themselves Sugar, Sugar Ray this, Sugar Ray that, ain't calling me Sugar Clay nothing. And that may be the dumbest entrance I've ever had to this show. Good morning. Welcome to the Free Range Human Show choice. You know what you are. If you're a free range human, you know it. You can't be held down. You can't be told what to do the resistance. Hey, you know, every now and then, I, you know, I, t- I did this after the uh, Michael Cassidy, Michael Guest runoff. I said, hey, look, man, when you're the resistance, you're going to take more wins than losses. I'm sorry. I said that backwards. <laughs> you're going to take more losses, more losses than wins. Otherwise, you wouldn't be the resistance. You know, we get ours every now and then. It's tough, man. It is. I, I, I had a good talk with Jameson. After that, and it's a conversation we've had a couple times. It was as we passed like ships in the night up here between our shows, and you know, it's like I I try to be careful jumping behind every resistance candidate because, frankly, I don't agree with every resistance candidate. Uh, I think I heard Kim Wade say at one time, you know, you talk about, or he said, every now and then we're going to have to accept who's in office, and we're going to have to figure out a way to work with them versus kick them out, you know, in so many words. And, I, you know, that's where I'm at. I, it was, with Tate Reeves, I, I, there's a lot I don't like. I don't like this corporate welfare, paying people to come do business here. But I probably understand that better than, you know, I get it I, at the end of the day, I guess. I don't like it, but I get it. And I just, as a guy that spent so much time in the service industry spent so much time in the nightclub business, the restaurant business uh, the music business, the concert business all my friends that are attached to that one way or another even you white liberals in Fondren that hate me so much I was fighting for y'all I was fighting for y'all there's a lot of restaurant owners in Jackson that hate me because I talk about Jackson you know, I'm fear mongering, I'm not fear mongering I just repeat the news whether it's Dark Horse Press, WLBT, Jackson Jambalaya. I don't watch the other ones. I mean, Those are the only ones I, I keep up with. I don't watch the news anyway. Follow them on social media. You get all the news you need. Then some. And I, I regurgitate the news. I give you my opinion on it. I give you the unadulterated facts. Or, or, well, I don't know if Clay's opinions are facts. But they they're pretty truthful. Anyway. But I just I just can't let it go. And I've tried I even had a conversation with a with a good friend of mine who's a big Tate supporter. He's a local politician here. I even had a come to Jesus with him Saturday morning about it. I said I probably should let it go. Cause he's gonna be our governor for the next four years. One way or another. I mean I, I can't imagine. If Jim Hood couldn't beat him, Brandon Presley ain't beating him. I, I just I, I don't believe so. I mean Presley's gonna run a hell of a campaign, he's gonna get a lot of money dumped into it. Anyway, I digress. We'll, we got four, We got a whole year to talk about that. But I just I said I should probably let it go. But I just can't. I can't let what happened during COVID go. I can't let the nonsense they put our restaurants, bars, and entertainers through. All my friends that play acoustic guitar at restaurants couldn't work for months on end. Hair salons, barbers, barbershops. Shout out to my barber. Let me come to his house because, you know, I'm a public figure. I always got to look good. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, said that when she shut down all the barbershops and salons, then got caught getting her hair did. And said, and, and I mean, good Lord. Talk, I mean, she looked like she stuck her finger in a light socket. I don't think it could have looked any worse. But, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She said, I'm a, I'm a public figure. I'll get Chakwe one thing. I, I, I got to call a spade a spade. Chakwe did not stay lined up during COVID. And he usually keeps himself pretty well groomed. I may have been getting my hair did more than Chakwe was during COVID. But all of the people I fight for, I was I was a quote-unquote essential employee. I didn't miss a paycheck. The car business the car business donated a lot of money to Tate. They weren't going to close down. I was a benefactor of that. I could have just kept my mouth shut and gone on about my business, but that's what I chose not to do. That's what I chose not to do. I was fighting for y'all, even you that I don't like. I don't like you blue-haired liberals no more than you like me. I think you're all going to hell, but that's just me. All right, if you want to chime in today, the Guns of Gear text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. My good friend, Ms. Therese Apel, was in the courtroom yesterday for the John Sullivan rape trial in Rankin County, Mississippi, the tax assessor there. Uh, I, I literally, as I sat down in the in the seat this morning, about 14 minutes ago, I text Therese. and was like, "Hey, will you come on the show? Can I call you and let's discuss this?" My mom, my mom has been in attendance every day. I was in attendance the other day. I have some more family in attendance today. You know, when you have young daughters. And you see what that guy did? And I just clear this. The victim was not my child. Uh, I, so it sounds like we were all in there for that. I want to make sure I'm clear there. But um, I, d- you know, I think somebody needs – th- people need to be fighting for this. CJ LeMasters. They've been on this story like a pit bull. You can only hope that when you're done – and I disagree with CJ on a lot. I Again, talk about not forgiving people for things. Him snitching out people for being on the reservoir during COVID. I, I, I don't let that go either. And I, he knows as much. But I resp- But you can only hope that C.J. Lamasters sinks his teeth into y- your situation when you're the victim. Like he has this one. So, shout out to C.J. Lamasters at WLBT. Uh, teresa was in there yesterday. She's got a great story on Dark Horse Press. You need to go read it. I'm going to have her here on the phone at the top of the next segment. She's calling in during the break. Looking forward to hearing that. And again, I'm going to say it like I said the other day. I'm going to say this before she gets on the air here. Because this is Clay Edwards' opinion. I only speak for myself. John Sullivan's a piece of crap. I don't care what the jury finds. I don't care what goes down to that courtroom. You screw around with a 19-year-old girl and you're in your 50s, you're a piece of crap. That ain't opinion. That ain't conjecture. I don't need a verdict to come to that conclusion. <clears throat> Rankin County needs a reckoning with some of this stuff. I love Rankin County. I ain't, I, I ain't. But I love it because I like to think this kind of stuff, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. What I'm saying is we need to make sure we're punishing folks when it does happen. Let's see here. Let me jump on my notes real quick. i got to log in to my Evernote. Thank you, Sean Yurt Karan, for turning me on to Evernote. It has been a game changer. I don't have to sit here and try to read my own handwriting anymore. <laughs> I can type it into my phone, and boom, it pops up on the computer. That is very, very nifty. So, again, we'll get to the John Sullivan rape trial update here in the next segment. I've got so much I want to talk about today. It's just me in here today. Uh, Sean will be back with us tomorrow. Some of the stuff we're going to try to get into today, depending on how this next interview takes the show and you guys' involvement, your engagement, I want to talk about the government, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, in himself, as far as I'm concerned, has, is trying to get access to Donald Trump's Twitter account. And Elon Musk is refusing to give it to him. He's being fined $350,000 a day. Well, as he refuses to hand over that information. Where did they come up with that number? Like, all right. So, not obeying the government—that's a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar a day fine. Who, who came up with that? How, that I got questions. I got questions. For show, sure. Daddy got questions. Um, and I'll say this about Elon: I don't always agree with everything Elon does. You know. It, the X platform, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. You know, people are complaining about the lack of free speech. I'm gonna tell you what I, I've said a lot on there. I've never been. Now I will get a little notice every now and then that says most tw- most Xers or Twitters or Tweets or whatever don't speak in this language because you know I'm not afraid to use a cuss word or call somebody an idiot every now and then. But I I'll post it. I've never had a, an X or a tweet deleted. Even under the old regime, to be honest with you, but I did self-censor a lot because I didn't want to get my account banned once I, because I did, I deleted my old account after January 6th when they dropped, when they blocked Donald Trump. Then I said, you know, I'm sure there's an episode here somewhere. I said, you know, as much as I hate it, you still got to be on the battlefield. You know, this culture war, the battlefield is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. If you're not on the battlefield, you're not in the war. So I started a new account. Anyway, so uh, shout out to Elon for shout out to Elon Musk for standing up to this crooked banana republic and Joe Biden by not turning over Trump's Twitter. I'm not saying he won't eventually, but uh, he's accumulating a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine every day that he doesn't. This this regime has so much to lose. If they lose this election, so does Donald Trump. We're going to talk about it more. Coming up next, i got Therese Apel, DarkCoursePressNow.com. Let's take a quick break, come back, reset, and talk John Sullivan rape trial out there in Rankin County. This is The Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. On the line here, I have got, with DarkCoursePressNow.com, my friend and yours, Ms. Therese Apel. Good morning, Therese. Good morning, Clay. How are you? I am good. I'm good. It's, it's Thursday. We've got one more day left to the weekend. And that's always my hey, time to shine. So <laughs> We'll see how it all shakes out. Hey, look, so you were in the courtroom yesterday. And again, thank you for covering this trial. And, uh, you and CJ have been the only uh, mainstream media outlets to to get in there. So I, I, I appreciate it. I think this we need to shine as much light on this as possible. But uh, John Sullivan, uh, the soon-to-be former Rankin County tax assessor, was accused of rape back last year. Uh, it was a, the night before the St. Patrick's Day parade. I remember that vividly. Uh, he he yeah. was leaving Byram, got pulled over, got a DUI in Byram. Uh, said some pretty awful things in a um, in the interview room there in Byram. I was there in the courtroom for the when the Byram PD the Byram police officer got in, uh, testified. Yeah. And just some of the things he said, they, they didn't ask him a whole lot. They just asked him basically at the end of the day, and I guess they were trying to keep out of there, that he got a DUI. They weren't allowed to mention that. They were just allowed to mention that he got pulled over. He was drunk, but they didn't say DUI. You know, I, I, I get it you know, from a legal perspective. But he, he had asked him what he was doing tonight. He said, Man, it was going to be a night full of jacuzzi. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the exact quote, but he's a, a paraphrasing, getting some of the P word and lust. And I'm just like, yeah. what kind of sick S.O.B. uses the word lust to describe right. what he's going to do that night? And um, and, and then, of course, you just pile in all the things that you hear about him. And I look, I know people say things about me, too. So it is what it is. But then knowing knowing what went on that night, I, there was a friend of the family uh, in that vehicle when he got pulled over in Byron. So I, I know what the state of mind was. Just knowing all I know, you know, I, I, I haven't talked about this much. I wanted to wait till the trial started. And that's where we're at. And you were in there yesterday. And well, I, I was in there the day before. And I got to hear all of well, the initial. I was in there the opening day. What was that? Monday. So, and I got to hear. This is from his lawyer talking about, uh, And you know, he's going to try to paint the case as nice as he can for his defendant. And even that he was having to describe. And guys, if y'all got kids in the car, you probably, probably want to change the channel or maybe let them hear it. They probably should hear this, especially if you have young girls in the car, Letting no kind of old dirty bastards are out there. Um, talks about her being nineteen, pulling down her clothes, giving her oral sex, this, that, and the other. And of course, that's where yeah. that's where they say it stops. Um, and I, I was looking at her family and friends of the family up there, and just the body language on them made me so angry and sick to see. Yeah. Anyway, so let, let's pick up there. Yesterday was an interesting day. Apparently, they found out one of the jurors was his friend, and they uh, they've had to kick this juror off.
1: Yes, and it was interesting because I had a tip that there was a juror that may have been compromised. And so I was watching the jury, and there was one guy that I was sure that wasn't it. And this is just me just totally calling it wrong because he looked so angry. And, like, he would stare down John Sullivan with this, like, angry look on his face. and Or maybe that was just his face. I don't know. But the point is I was like, well, it's not him because that's probably a girl dad right there. He's mad. And then he was the one that was missing after the um, the break right around lunchtime. Really? Um, yeah, but I understand this guy actually does business with John Sullivan. And um, there were some questions about how he got through and that kind of thing. So um, I think we'll, I don't know if we'll hear more about that or not. Usually when a juror is dismissed, they're just dismissed. Sure. Um, but it, it does, you know, when you get a jury of 10 men, or I'm sorry, 11 men and one woman, um, you know, it's, it's there was some good work there by the defense helping place the jurors um, during Gordier. So I, you know, I, as far as for their side, I mean, you know, it's not an ideal jury by any means. Tw- trial.
0: 12 men, um, 12 men, two women,
1: uh, 11. Well,
0: it can't be an even number, is it? Yeah.
1: No, as far as the, um, the actual jury goes, I don't know how it breaks down. Once you throw in the um, alternates, the, the alternates. So, but I think the most important thing that happened yesterday was the, the victim testified. And of course, if you read my story, we have to say alleged victim because um, the the trial's not complete yet. He's not convicted yet. Um, but so the she gets up there, and she was a strong, strong witness. Um, but it's very clear that her memory was missing for a large part of that night. And and if you've ever been blackout drunk, you could understand kind of the way she was talking because it was like she would remember a whip of something, or, you know, she remembers coming to, or, you know, there, she doesn't remember all the conversation, but she remembers bits and pieces. Um, yeah, unfortunately,
0: so I, uh, unfortunately, I have been blackout drunk, um, so, yeah. I, so I do, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Right, well, and I feel like it was kind of, when we walked out of the courtroom, there were a lot of people that sympathized with her, um, because the defense was trying to draw the line, like, okay, this is as far as you remember, and then you don't remember anything after that. So wait, you just said you don't remember anything after that, so how do you remember that? But the fact is, if you've ever been someone who's been either, I mean, it, it could happen under dentist drugs. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's the way it works. So she, um, she was very, to an extent, a very sympathetic witness, but she was also very strong. Um, and so you, you heard it from her perspective, and um, there was an NBI agent that testified after they played his interview with John Sullivan, and he kept stressing, like, of course she freaked out. She woke up with a 52-year-old man on top of her. And that was very strong in the courtroom as well, because I think for the women in there anyway, we all thought of ourselves when we were 19. And as much as we hate to admit it, I mean, I say we, as much as some people may hate to admit it, there is a yuck factor for a 19-year-old girl when there's a 52-year-old man she doesn't know on top of her. Well, that was what, so but that's think- what
0: made me so fighting mad when I was in the courtroom. Yeah. The other day yeah. it was just as a father of a twenty-one-year-old daughter. Right, you know, it's like how maybe I'm different because I have a twenty-one-year-old daughter. So I, as she gets older, my floor comes up for what I for, for what I can even look at and think. Oh, that's a that's a hot girl, you know. Right. Cause I mean, I'm I'm on into my my my, my mid forties now, you know, and you know. <laughs> anyway, I, I digress, but I just. To me that's gross that you can you can be that big of an age difference and look at somebody and say, Oh yeah, I'm gonna hit that
1: Right. Well and, and the other thing we heard we heard his interviews. So we heard the interview that was done the day after it happened and we heard his statement that was made to um NBI agent Ricky Flint. And in both of those, you know, he, he held he he admitted to the things that he did. Um so there are four counts to the indictment and they're pretty graphic, but you know, the point is, he did the things that he did, and then when she started to freak out, he grabbed her by the throat and threw her on the bed, according to his own testimony. Um, so so far, the prosecution has shown that each of these counts is met. Um, but they did. The defense only put up one witness, and it was a um, serology expert from the crime lab. And she testified to the fact that there was no, you know, semen, no bodily fluids, no firm, that kind of thing. Um, Except for in the girls' compression shorts, there was a DNA um, profile that didn't match John Sullivan. Now, they came back on redirect and said, could that have been from a previous encounter before? And of course, because compression shorts, if I'm thinking of the right thing, you don't wear those every day. They're not like actual underwear. They're actually like a girdle type thing. They're just smooth. And so,
0: yeah, kind of like, kind of like, kind
1: of like, uh, that was probably from a previous
0: encounter. I wear compression underwear, compression shorts. That's the kind yeah. of the boxers or whatever you want to call it. I wear, uh, under armor and they're, they're very, uh, I'm guessing they're very similar. They tighten things up a little bit. They're more firm, yeah. you know, so I, yeah. I, I could see how that could happen. Yeah.
1: So I, that said, um, you know, we, we heard from, sullivan's own mouth in those two interviews he they talked about possibly he would testify but he didn't end up testifying and the defense rested last night so today we probably will see closing arguments and then the jury will go out for deliberation i do understand that even though there is only one woman on the jury um a lot of these guys may be girl dads so it may not go quite as clear as it would seem when you've got a jury that's that male heavy in a rape trial
0: yeah, I was. I, I had. I don't want to. Don't want to say dinner, but I was at an, a, an election party event the other night with in uh, Brandon, and there were a couple area judges there. And of course, I brought this up because I was curious to hear what they were hearing. And they wouldn't, of course, very professional. Wouldn't tell me anything. But right. But what they did say, they were divided. One believes he's going to be found guilty. One believes it'll be a hung jury. And I. But I'm. I, and that was just after day one. So I'm curious. Right. And day one, the defense, the defense's opening arguments were very strong. Uh, Meredith Coxwell did, did as, and I, do, I want to make sure I say this. I thought Meredith Coxwell did a great job of trying to be as respectful to the victim's family as possible, yeah. just describing what he had to do. So I, I, I don't want to just be all gas, no breaks here, um, because I thought Meredith did a good job. And you know, maybe I'm a little biased because he's also Anthony Fox's uh, appellate. I mean appeals attorney so you know but i thought he did a great job as far as being respectful to the family and they made it but they just made a strong argument of maybe this was just a girl that got drunk and made it made a bad decision and regretted it but i I think that the evidence is coming out now that that's not that's not potentially not the case
1: well and if you want to go by the letter of the law the problem that you run into with that argument is that if she's not i mean if she's that drunk then consent doesn't count you know, and so, you know, you at some point, um, and I'm not sure like what the legal limit is, but at some point, you know, a, a drunk, a certain level of drunkenness takes away consent. Um, and it is still taking advantage of someone. And that was one of the things the NBI agent in the first interview was asking him is, do you think it's possible that you just misunderstood her? You know, do you think it's possible that she was drunk and she didn't realize what was going on? And then all of a sudden when she did, she freaked out. Um, so part of the, the thing, if, if John Sullivan is to walk away from this, it will have to be proven, I would assume, that there was some level of um, of consent, but also they're going to have to overcome that hurdle of her being as if she was as drunk as they say she was. And they say that her um, blood alcohol level at one point could have been as high as 0. 0.195. Good so, you know, the the fact remains that it's, it's going to be an interesting um, day today because the, I'll just be honest, the feeling in the courtroom was as we watched, like at one point I realized I couldn't control my face because listening to him describe it as if he's just this befuddled poor old guy that just didn't understand what was going on. Um, it was hard to stomach, um, and I'm not sure what the jury felt, but um, I do know they were for the most part, listening very closely, there was one point where they seemed some of them to zone out during the um, the first interview, mainly because it was so repetitive. It was just over and over again, do you think maybe this was a mistake? Do you think maybe you misunderstood her? Um, and that kind of thing.
0: You know, I think, and they didn't really let too much of it get, get put in, pretty much all of WLBT's reporting early on, all the videos they accumulated, pretty much none of that was admissible. But I right. think it's really important. I think what happened during the during the DUI and the interview in Byram, okay. I think that is extremely important for painting a picture for his state of mind that night. That's why I have no sympathy at all. Right. He he right. he called his shot. He yeah. Said he said yeah. what he was going to. You know he he had a night full of uh, jacuzzi, female body part, and lust ahead of him.
1: Right. Well, and and in addition to that, though, I mean, there was some pretty graphic language in the interviews where he did talk about, you know, she's there in front of him um, and how he proceeded from that point, um, including some of his gear may not have been functioning and he tried to force it to function. Um, And, again, it it got more graphic than a lot of trials I've been in. um, But that said, this is the first, you know, this is the first rape trial I've covered that was focused on the actual mechanics of the rape. So yeah. um, uh, it, it just has, has been very uncomfortable to listen to, to say the least.
0: I, I'll tell you, and I, I came on the radio and said this Tuesday, The kudos, I, I, I can't find the words, I'm not articulate enough to find the words to express to the alleged victim and their family for following through with this and knowing what it was going to be like to have to go and relive that night in court and to face him. And, and with, with all the backlash and just the, the, everything involved in that. Yeah. It's, it's why I really, from other reasons as well, but it's why I really tend to side with them on this, because why would you put yourself through that? If, if if you didn't really believe it happened.
1: Right. There are women that are listening right now. Um, who wish we had that kind of courage. I'll just put it like that. You know, I think there are a lot of women that have found themselves in those kind of situations that, you know, for some reason or another couldn't speak up or didn't speak up or weren't willing to go through what it was going to take to get justice, didn't want to put themselves or their families through it, that kind of thing. And and there is a level of bravery here that I think should be
0: applauded. Absolutely. What is she, 20, maybe 21 now? She was 19 when it happened. Dress, can you hold over for a few minutes and uh, – uh? Ca- come back and cap this off. Sure. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I've got Terese Apel on the line. We're discussing the f- soon-to-be former Rankin County tax assessor John Sullivan's rape trial out there in Rankin County. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, we're just going to jump straight back in here with Terese and wrap this up. Hey, Terese. Yes. Hey. Hey. You know, so one of the things we were just talking about uh, during the break was... You know, I, I want people to understand here that you, when you think about, well, you know, she went home with a with a with an old man. What did she think was going to happen, or just whatever could be going through people's minds out there? And that's not how this whole scam works with these guys. He has yeah. a he he has a younger fella that um, recruits the you know nice looking, little cute younger guy that recruits these younger girls and hey, let's go back and party, jump in the jacuzzi, yada 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 and then oh here's the here's the guy that has the house and you know he's buying people drinks allegedly and this that and the other you know so it's not it's not as easy as saying well what did she think was going to happen you know she went back to a a grown man's house blah 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 i just know how guys think so that's why i'm paraphrasing here i've been a part of these idiot conversations before and uh well what was she wearing she knew what she was doing you know all that crap and, uh, you know, then as your children get older, your female children get older, your opinions on these things drastically change. Sure. But, um, you know, so he, has, he had a, it's kind of a bait and switch type thing, whether it's intentional or not. That's what that's that's what happened. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that.
1: Well, and I think so to kind of outline what her night looked like, she went out for a girl's night with two of her friends and then one of those friends, mothers and her friends. So this wasn't like a get-crazy type night. This was my friend's mom is going out with us. And then she's wearing um, a bodysuit, which just basically it's a shirt that buttons under your crotch so that it stays smooth, Um, jeans, and a cardigan, and, like, Nikes. She wasn't dressed up, like, to go to the club or anything like that. So while they're there, they run into this other person, well, actually two guys, They were friends of Sullivan's, and um, at some point, she testified that Sullivan came and offered to buy her a drink, and she was trying to ignore him, so she just told the bartender no. So when he was rejected, he just walked away. She didn't see him again until she had left the bar. They all left the bar, but one of this guy's friends said he was too drunk, and he needed her to drive his truck home. So she got in his—they talked about going to the hot tub. They thought—she thought she was going to— this guy's house this young guy's house so her friends were in their car and because she was the most sober she drove the the young guy's truck out to this house that she understood was his when they got there and they all got in the hot tub she's still thinking she's at his house and then john sullivan shows up and at, at some point this younger guy brings her a beer it's the only thing she remembers drinking at that house and that's where her mind starts to black out. That's where she starts to lose memory. So during all this, it's like she goes from like three or four drinks at the bar um, to one beer at the house, according to her testimony. And I didn't hear the testimony of her friend because I was um, at a class in Oxford. But the long story short, this was not a girl that set out that night to go get crazy. And um, it, in one of the... Um, The interviews with the NBI agent, Sullivan, said that she had said something about getting a check. But to my understanding, she has not asked for anything. She basically just wants justice done is is what, you know, we seem to see here in these court testimonies. Um, But the fact is that, you know, it's like they show her this video of the night, and she's like, I remember this part. I don't remember this part. And there's a part where she gets up out of the hot tub, and he gets up and he follows her. And so, the, you know, they questioned her a lot about that. But in his testimony um, to the NBI agents, the first time he said that he, um, I think he said that he led her in there. And the second one, they walked into the bedroom hand in hand. And neither of those things are correct in, you know, the testimony. So it's like we see some inconsistencies in his, his statement. But the biggest part that, that seemed to really hit me was the part where she thought she was going. And she said multiple times, I felt safe because I thought it was me and my two friends and a guy our age. And then it turned out that it changed. And and at some point, Sullivan's son shows up, and then another young guy shows up with a woman. And, you know, so it's like there was other things going on. But in her mind, she was at this this young man's house that was just a year or two older than her, and she was in his hot tub, and she was with her friends, and it was a safe environment.
0: It's gross. All of it's gross. I hope that you know, parents of young men, I tell you, if you ever have the opportunity to to go sit in a, through a through a rape trial, I, I don't, I'm not looking at it like a spectator sport, but it could be a hell of a learning curve for you. Yeah. Uh, what, what I, it was first time I ever did it was the other day, and having to see that and hear that uh guys if you're ever doing something like this you know trying to take advantage of a girl or maybe she's just drunk and you're both drunk and you're having fun and all that good stuff and it, it could these things can be turned around quick and things can escalate quick and you can find yourself in this situation now obviously i don't think this was just just that but i'm just making a point here uh young men could could pay attention to this and learn and girls too for that matter obviously um i I know I've used it as a as a lesson for my daughter. Like the, when you go out and you and you get hammered, these are the things that could potentially that could lead to. And, I, and, and to hear your story, and I wasn't even aware of that that she would only had that one beer, which obviously that raises the question: what was she drugged? And I know some of these drugs, some of these date rape drugs, from my understanding, can be out of the system within thirty minutes, according sure. to according to conversations that I had with some people. You know, in beer with narcotics and and all that stuff, and I was never aware. Of that, you always, you know. So even if she went to the hospital, had a rape kit done, had had blood work done, anything they could have possibly allegedly given her would have already been out of her system, potentially.
1: Right. That's and and I think the thing is to to stay objective because he is still he still has not been convicted. Um, you know, his side of the story, um, he's told, <laughs> uh, but I, I do need to say that it. it it seems very unlikely that he, um, and I think one of the things that I heard somebody say is, you know, look at that guy and look at this girl. There's just not a way that she's going to go home and sleep with him. And there's been arguments, you know, whether back and forth, whether she was trying to get to his money, that kind of thing. But she testified yesterday that she didn't even know who he was, that she didn't know who he was as far as his position or his money until well after the fact, um as far as, you know, when people are saying she was trying to actually extort him. Um, and, and that said, you know, that kind of takes some of the wind out of that argument. Um, well, but in the also, end, you know...
0: Go ahead, go ahead. I'm
1: sorry. I was just going to say, in the end, you know, we'll hear from the jury, hopefully today. I mean, it could take longer than a day of of discussion, but they they will be, um, you know, doing closing arguments today and sending it to the
0: jury. Yeah, you know, maybe I give maybe I give humanity too much... Too, too much credit here but i i would think and having owned bars and ran bars for as long as i did and partied and all that stuff I, I i'm just gonna speculate that talking about the was she doing this for the money thing i i don't think at 19 years old you're looking at the old man across the bar and thinking i'm gonna go back to his house i'm gonna do this stuff and i'm gonna get paid don't even know anything about this guy you know what i mean
1: especially so, not on a night you're wearing jeans and tennis shoes and a cardigan and you're out with your friend's mom
0: yeah, I just I, I, it, that don't line up. It's one thing if your booty's hanging out the bottom of a short. Potentially, you could maybe make that argument. You left there looking for attention, so on and so forth. But that that wasn't the case this night. And I'm still not saying that that gives anybody the right to do it. I'm just saying there's things you wear to draw attention to yourself, and there's things you wear not to. And right, exactly. And uh, she was clearly not trying to draw any sexual or that kind of attention, that that uh, thirst trap type attention to herself this evening, that would right. typically attract an an old man, or any man for that matter. All right. Um, Therese, uh, thank you. Maybe we'll recap this tomorrow if we get a verdict today. I really appreciate sure. you taking the time this morning. She's got a great article up, guys. DarkhorsePressNow.com. Go read it. Tress, thanks. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. All right. We'll be right back after this break to close out hour one, and I'll start reading your text and we'll take some phone calls if y'all want to call. We'll be right back. Back in to the Clay Edwards show. I'm trying to where I get to where I don't read an ad for this last little short segment so you don't get commercials, ad, commercials and news, back to back to back like that. But I I think now is a, you can call this an ad if you want. I think it's a great time to talk about Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and kickboxing. They offer, I'm talking to my girls out here today, they offer women's only self-defense classes. Now, if if, if you're not in the right state of mind, I, I don't know how much that would help, but Generally speaking, they offer women's self-defense classes taught by a female instructor and a non-male atmosphere, so there's no men in the room at all. So you can learn about self-defense and, you know, how to potentially get yourself out of a bad situation if you're being taken advantage of by somebody or somebody's trying to rape you or whatever. They, You know, just just throwing this out there. I I think it's a great point to bring up. And as a father of a daughter, I, I just want to make sure I mention that. Also... Of course, they have adult jiu-jitsu taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt, Chance Shepherd. They have kickboxing, fitness kickboxing, and they offer kids jiu-jitsu. And, man, start learning it young, and you get yourself out of a lot of situations as you become an adult. I think that's a really, really good to mention this. You can find them. Go, go do it. Try it for a week. It's free. First week's free. After that, if you use tell them you heard it on the show, the Clay Edwards Show, you're going to get 20% off. That's Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. they got a location up there in Madison on Ridgecrest Drive and one in Pearl in Fairmont Plaza. You can check them out online, graciesouth.com. Just throwing that out there, man. I mean, we, we got great sponsors here that can help you learn the skills you need to protect yourself, whether it's jiu-jitsu or a gun from Guns and Gear. You know, support these sponsors, get out there, get what you need to feel safe. And uh, we'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Got a whole nother hour to go. Back live. I told y'all it was no sugar added. We ain't sweetening things up around here. That last that last hour should clarify that. Welcome back into the free range human show of choice. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. We broke some rules right there. Y'all always tell me, Clay, you don't talk enough about Rankin County. What about Rankin County? I've been on their butt this week, last week. So I don't. I don't want to hear. I don't talk about it. We talk about it when necessary. <laughs> we talk about it when necessary. So we, we're talking about it today. Hey, this segment is gonna be brought to you by our friends down at Stonington Farm Beef. Man, I, I tell you, I, I was looking at a video the other day, and it showed, like, some young men in it in their early 20s, late teens, early 20s, they all bean poles. They ain't eating enough protein. Men don't eat enough protein anymore. A- at least one meal a day, at my whether it's my lunch or dinner or mid-afternoon between lunch and dinner meal or brunch or breakfast, whichever one of my 12 meals a day, (laughs) at least one of them is all meat. Whether it's a steak, some chicken wings, something. All meat. Men ain't eating enough protein. Parents, get your boys some protein and get them some of that all grass-fed, no-grain, grass-fed, grass-finished beef from Stonington Farm down in South Mississippi, from Perkinston, Mississippi. But, hey, you ain't got to go there. They'll bring it to you. They come up here once a month. You can get ground chuck, I mean, yeah, ground beef, steaks. They got ribeyes, fillets, sirloins, so on and so forth. The hamburger meat's great. You can get beef ribs. They got it all. Check them out online, steiningtonfarm.com. It's grass-fed. It's grass-finished. It's antibiotic-free, steroid-free, and mRNA-free, Mississippi-raised grass-fed beef. You will not regret it. Will not regret it. <clears throat> I'm telling you, that hamburger meat, I mean the steaks are obviously great. But if you just if you only if you don't want to spend the kind of money on steaks, I get it. You can get I think hamburger meat's five ninety nine, six ninety nine a pound, it kind of goes back and forth. It's worth it. Get you ten pounds. Throw it in the freezer. It's individual each pound's individually, IQ frozen, you know, so it's fresh. Just defrost it however you do it. Make whatever you're gonna make, burgers, meatloaf, Dirty Rice, Hamburger Helper, whatever. And uh, every, with tacos. I love the tacos with it. Anyway, check them out. SteiningtonFarm.com. That's Steinington with two N's. Get some protein in the system. Less sugar, more protein. You thank me later. <laughs> All right. Again, thanks, Therese, for calling in and going over that with us. Uh, uh, again... You know, like what did Donald Trump call it? Locker room talk. The things men say around each other, you know, about their sexual conquest and about women. I mean look, the older I get, the grosser it gets. They're thinking back to some of the conversations. And sitting there in that court and hearing hearing um the defense talk about this rape trial and what that what went through what that girl had to be going through, that's heart wrenching. Absolutely heart wrenching. So again, I am actively pulling for a guilty plea I, I, again i'm not biased i don't I break rules around here i don't I don't follow the rule book that says you can't pick sides you are in media. I absolutely pick sides absolutely pick sides you know, that's I believe that's why y'all tune into this because I'm not going to pull punches so we'll see how that shakes out and how did they let a... How did they let a friend of his a, a, a potential business associate get onto the jury? How does that happen? We know how it happens. We know how it happens. I want to read a few of your guns and gear text here. I guess it would help if I get closer to the microphone. Chad text in on the guns and gear text line says, Sullivan is a complete piece of crap. Rankin County is becoming less conservative by the day. Twenty years ago Sullivan would have been tossed out of the office by his ears the day after he pulled that crap. About forty years ago, he would have been disappeared. And that would have been the end of it, the end of it. He has no morals or character and does not deserve to breathe my oxygen. If guilty, I concur, and frankly, again, I'm taking the the, the, the rape allegation off the table here when I say this. Just hearing what he's admitted to is enough for all that to happen in Clay Edwards' opinion. Joe Rogan, uh, unknown texter. Joe Rogan says, if cops would learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they'd handle a lot of situations without resulting in deadly force. I do agree with that. Uh, Unfortunately, we, we sure ask cops to do a lot for what they get paid to do, right? For what they for the amount of money they get paid, we ain't talking about $100,000 a year uh, beat cops here. You know, so we want them to be cops. We want them to be black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu experts. We want them to be social workers, mental health experts, and badasses. That's asking a lot for $25,000 a year. And that, that is asking a lot for what we pay these guys. Oh, not to mention they got to be grade A marksmen. Yeah, so I, while I 100% agree with that in theory, I think execution is a different story. But yeah, it, 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 wouldn't it be great if all cops were Brazilian jiu jitsu black belts, mental health experts? And social workers? That'd be great. Frankly, I wish they were all judge, jury, and executioner. sometimes. Let's see here. We're continuing on these texts. You guys, great text today on the Guns in Gear text line. Thank y'all. Uh, unknown Texture says, Clay, isn't the AG's office prosecuting this case and not the ranking DA? Yes. Yes. Uh, that does. That does. Br- that does make me question my lighter, my latter comment about potential corruption on the, on the juror getting through. Danny says, Danny here, what about the underage drinking laws? Plus DUI means jail, no more partying. I, th- I think what Danny's saying there is, well, here's my opinion. Byron police should have been in Reed Pierce's at the time, or Dockery Grill, whatever it was, Dockery Grill. And actually, if my memory serves me correct, they actually were. They After this incident, they went in there, maybe it was Byron, maybe it was AG's office. Different ones run sting operations for underage drinking. And they had a bartender that did, in fact, get arrested for selling drinks to minors. Know this for a fact. Hell, it was on the news. So it was after this event, maybe a week later, that they got a, they ran that sting operation and got the bartender selling the minors. And so he got the DUI, and what is it, like an eight-hour hold? You're supposed to have a 48-hour, 12-hour hold? There used to be a hold on a DUI. Unfortunately, in Hines County, because of the jail situation, they're not taking any misdemeanors. DUIs included. So unless Byron has a holding cell, I guess they can't hold them. So it's a catch and release on your own recognizance type thing. I mean, you may bond out, but whatever. I mean, you don't ever actually go to jail. He was allowed to have his son come pick him up. If they had done what they were supposed to do and made him set this one out for about eight hours or so, whatever the law calls for on DUIs, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Now, we may be having a different one, Because he'd still be ripping and tearing. But we most likely wouldn't even be having this conversation. So there's that. But, you know, I don't necessarily blame that 100% on Byron. That's just a dumpster fire that Hines County, unfortunately, is until they get a new jail. Uh, I have nothing but respect for Tyree Lewis. Uh, Tyree Jones, I'm sorry. I think he's done a great job. I think he's the right man for that, to be the captain of that ship. But we got to give them what it takes, what it needs to happen. All right, shifting gears a little bit here. I had David Archie in here the other day. And off air, I mentioned to him about a problem in his district. And that was as you're getting off of, I may have said it on the radio. I don't think I did. If you're going 220 north and you get off at the 49 Medgar-Evers exit to come back 49 north, the in the in the the merge lane, there's potholes, so people are coming off the and I mean the bad ones, not ones you can run over. There are potholes there, creating a very dangerous situation where people are having to come straight off the exit into onto 49 without being able to merge. You're just having to shoot straight on and hope no cars are coming. Ridiculous. He said he was going to call Willie Simmons and get it taken care of, and I be dang. That was, t- that was Monday we had him in here. Today's Thursday. I got off that exit this morning, and those potholes were paved. Now, how, how, how right it's done, I don't know. I don't care. Promises made, promises kept. Can't believe y'all voted Ar- David Archie out. He, uh, however, he's dropping the dime this morning and talking about some Hines County voter fraud, maybe some election fraud. He believes he was cheated out. And you ain't got to twist my arm to believe uh to believe in, in voter fraud and election fraud. But I do find it funny. I do find it funny when Democrats suddenly believe in, in voter fraud. But I I, I like David. I, I hope he proves some voter fraud. It could bust things wide open in Hines County. And, and I'm gonna tell you what. This is a great example of why voter fraud is so bad because I think deep down most Democrats know Donald Trump got the election stolen from him, but it went to their guy's favor so just like I would be doing I would stick if Donald Trump had stole the election and they could prove it i, I of course they would have him hung in front of the White House, but I would stick my head in the sand too if my guy won it was the benefactor of of the theft. Because they all screamed it to the top of the mountaintops in 2016 that Trump stole the election, so voter fraud existed in their minds then, election corruption. But, but now that their guys did it, no, no, there was no, there were no cases brought. No, the courts don't agree. The courts never heard the cases to agree or disagree. We got some strange laws, these these election laws around here for contesting them and stuff. There's not enough time to get your to get your evidence together and contest it in a real world. Anyway, but we'll see what David Archie does. He's going to drop a dime this morning. Looking forward to hearing that. Let's go ahead. Let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM. If you guys want to call in, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. We're going to shift gears. I want to talk about this Texas school teacher that got fired for being a racist on Twitter. And she wasn't white. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. I am live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Streaming worldwide, as always, WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search w y b and hey, as always, also, if you miss any of this, we podcast this thing, and it is up by ten a m every weekday morning, some weekends, I put out a best of it depends on how much time I had in the you know after the show, a lot of times I'll bust this up into different segments, so you got a little eight, nine ten minute segments you can listen to. I haven't been doing that the last few days because we've had the kind of long, continuous topic shows, so it doesn't make sense to break it up. I will be taking. Those two segments with Therese and putting them as a standalone, plus the whole show today. So please check that out. Share it to anybody who maybe share it with anyone who may be interested in it. The podcast numbers have doubled in the last two weeks. Again, it's just y'all just gangbusters, gangbusters. Uh, right now, I think we've we're, we're doing about as I looked yesterday. At the end of the day yesterday, on a seven-day average, I'm doing about. 13,000 downloads every seven days. That's big. Thank y'all. All All right. This segment, real quick, gonna be brought to you by our folks over at, how about A1 Gear and Auto? Man, you got any problems with your vehicles? From a check engine light, AC not blowing cold, check in, yeah, check engine light. Get over there. They'll take care of all of it. But what they specialize in. You know, a lot of people, too, man. These roads are hell around here. Front ends need rebuilt a lot. You know, axles, I know, you know, truck, anyway. Your ball joints, all that stuff. They wear out. They go out a lot around here because the roads are so rough. They can take care of all of that for you at A1 Gear and Auto. But what they specialize in is your rear end, your ring and pinion, your front end differential, all that stuff. Get over there, you hear any, you know, if you're, if you, you, you know, sometimes you can give your vehicle gas, and if it's rear wheel drive, you feel a little sway, like it's kicking to the left or to the right, take it straight to A1 gear and auto, before your rear end falls out, <laughs> and let them check on it for you, and you could be losing power, all kind of things, and if you just go on and got a new, new, everybody goes and gets these big Jeeps now, or these Jeeps, and they're jacking them up with these big wheels and tires, and you, lo- you lose a lot of power from the factory when you do that if you don't upgrade the gear ratios in your front and rear end. You got to do it in the front, too, or you won't be able to use your four wheel drive, which I know most of y'all don't use it anyway, so you may not have to. But you definitely want to get your rear end done. Update it to a 412, 473, whatever. I, I don't remember all the ratios. That's what they do, not me. But get over there and check them out. A1 Gear and Auto, right there on 49 South. In Florence. Go see Justin and my team over there. Great, great folks. Speaking of Florence, congratulations to Lance Varner for winning that winning that seat over there. A good race between him and Jeremy Lee. It's one I paid attention to for a while. Jonathan Lee. It Jeremy Lee? Or J- Jeremy? Jeremy Lee. Jonathan Lee ran for mayor of Jackson a few years ago. Really, really should have been our mayor, but mm, as life goes. Alright, so there was a school teacher in Texas. I thought I saved the tweet here. Let's see. If it'll take me to it. Well, that's the wrong one. Alright, we'll just start here. A school teacher in Texas, guys, I apologize. It is not um Where's my bookmarks real quick? Because I know I saved this. Here we go. All bookmarks. Urgh. Claire Kyle. A black school teacher in Texas hates white people. She's a self admitted racist. Well, let me let me rephrase that a a former <laughs> a former school teacher in Texas. Man, I know I saved this link, but let me me hit my search here. I know, great live radio, I do apologize. But I want to make sure I get this right. So, here's the New York Post article. This is what I was looking for. Says, Texas teacher loses job after complaining that sister is dating a white man. She says, quote, I enjoy being a racist. Again, this is from the New York Post. So the Texas elementary school teacher is out of job after she posted racist statements on social media that included complaints about her sister dating a white man, according to the school system reports. Now, she was using a fake name, and kind of a, a fake Twitter account, but somehow or another, she had some pictures of her on there, and people tracked it down to who she was. The Mesquite Independent School District said in a statement Tuesday, the teacher, who is black, was... I, Now, black folks keep telling me they can't be racist, but she's a self-admitted racist. I got questions. Said Tuesday, who is black, was no longer with the school after officials became aware of alarming racist posts, as she wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter. Can we just, from this point forward, just X? It's called X. If I say X, I'm talking about the former Twitter. I don't like having to say both names now. It's just X. I mean, talking about the artist formerly known as Prince. Quote, as of this morning, the employee is no longer a part of the Mesquite ISD organization and is not eligible for rehire, school system said in a statement, adding officials can't say more because it's a personal matter. Nevertheless, the highly offensive statements posted to her ex account do not reflect the values and standards of Mesquite ISD and the school district condemns them in a strong in the strongest terms. The teacher wrote she was upset. Her sister was dating a white man and joked that she asked her boyfriend to kill him. Oh, it's always a joke. It's always a joke when it's them. Oh, I'm just joking. Just kidding. Just joshing you. Let's see here. In other posts, she used derogatory words for white people, the newspaper rep- reported. The teacher, who used the social media name Claire Kyle, has deleted her account from social media, from the social media platform. The account name appeared to be an alias. The teacher called herself a black supremacist. So we said, we told y'all, told y'all that they existed, them and the rainbow supremacist. She called herself a black supremacist in her social media account bio and hinted that her job knew about the post before she lost her job. She said, yes, y'all have found my job. They told me to delete the post, but my job is safe since I did not directly wish harm on all white people. They laughed and told me to watch what I say and I'll be good to go. Being a great teacher pays off very well when they know your true self," says the says the teacher taught third grade for three years at Thompson Elementary School and taught at the district for four years. Um, see, this what we be talking about now. I know I got some school teacher friends. I know we have lots of great school teachers that listen to this show. Thank y'all for what you do. But just like when I talk about. When I talk about JPD, I don't want to feel like I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because I know there's good cops too. But if you're good at what you do and you know you're not grooming these kids, I'm not talking to you here. You can sit this one out. We love y'all. This is what we're talking about. This is them TikTok teachers. It's okay to sit in the classroom and what is she teaching your kids in third grade if she's teaching and preaching this kind of hate online? Just like the LGBTQ element of P-trans nut jobs, The rainbow supremacy. Got that nonsense hanging in classrooms. You don't think she's teaching your kids low-key racism? You don't think she's teaching that? I do. I do. Good job to Texas. This is why we get... This is why we talk so much about this. This is why they hate uh, accounts like libs of TikTok and the Clay Edwards show. This is why they constantly try to cancel us because we expose this stuff and we're not afraid to talk about it. I want to talk to my black friends and listeners for a minute. I expose these things and I talk about these things when most other white hosts won't. Because I want you to see the, the stories through my lens, through my lived experience. I want you to know that this stuff is out there and that it is a two-way street. That racism ain't just a one-way street. Uh, that's why I do this. Eventually, a big group of us are going to end up meeting back in the middle and understanding why, why each side feels the way they do about this stuff. I, I'll, I'll, I don't expose this to talk about it to be a racist, I'm doing it because I want to erase racism. I want you to see that hate comes from both sides. So that's why I talk about these things. That's why I expose these things. Let's read some text here on the Guns and Gear text line. um. It says, Thaddeus says, Blacks can be racist. I went to JPS and they showed us nothing but civil rights videos of blacks being done wrong by whites. Movies like Ruby Bridges, Bridges. it's like they were programming us to hate whites. This is coming from a JPS grad. Uh, Cool, cool black dude that I know. Been, uh, Been follower, I don't like using the word follower. We've been associates on social media for the last three, four years. Good dude here. He also likes heavy metal. Big Megadeth fan. Shout out to Thaddeus this morning. Let's see, while Bill says, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the news media left and left say blacks and minorities can't be racist. College professors are brainwashing students while in college. And in return, these students who become teachers spread this to K through 12 students. Look, it's one big circle. Yeah, critical race theory is the word I was looking for a second ago, too. You don't think she's low-key teaching critical race theory to third graders? And what I'm guessing is Probably a predominantly white um, school district. I, I don't know that. I'm just pure speculation, simply based on the fact that she got fired. Because I think I don't think she would have been if she wasn't teaching a lot of white students, and their parents found out and called and raised hell, praised Dale with the school district. Let's take a break, real quick. Come back. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep Texas in our hearts this morning. We uh, I want to talk about the some some immigration stuff and i'm going to come back to what i keep saying i think i think i think it's time these blue cities and red states feel the crunch too of their immigration and bad voting voting decisions we'll be right back on 1039 fm wyb all right welcome back into to the Clay Edward show this segment is going to be brought to you by Lakeland Glass and Tent all your home, car, and business window tinting needs, automobile glass replacement needs, and vehicle wrap needs. Turn your vehicle into a rolling billboard or just change the color of it without having to commit to a high-dollar paint job that's permanent. Get a little fancy with it, man. I told you the other day I saw a $200,000 Range Rover with a flip-flop wrap on it. Look, I mean, it was tacky, but it looked good. I liked it. I my my South Jackson comes out of me every now and then. You can take the boy, you can take the boy out of out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out the boy, except replace trailer park with a hood. <laughs> anyway, they can do it all, man. You know, you and then your vehicle can become a write off as an advertising thing if you go get it wrapped with your logo. So check out Lakeland Glass and Tent. You can schedule your appointments online at Lakeland. Glassintent.com or give them a call where quality matters 601 946 1000. Lakeland Glass Intent. All right, let's see here. I am multitasking this morning. Let's see, <laughs> multiple different conversations going on. All right, so guns and gear text line. Sorry, the texts are coming in faster than I could try to read there for a second. Shout out to everybody texting this morning. The number is 769 241 241 1944 is the guns and gear text line. Uh, unknown Texter says The literal definition of a racist is someone who believes one race is superior to all others. It kills me when I hear somebody say a certain race can't be racist. Anyone of any race can be racist against anyone. Of any race, including their own race. That's a great point. There's definitely some white hating white liberals out there. Self hating white liberals. So they definitely can't. And, and you know the argument's always been that blacks can't be racist because they don't have power. Well, where where don't where don't black folks have power at? I mean, look at Jackson, Mississippi. Which, I mean, literally, we have the greatest example of Black Democrat leadership going wrong, right in Jackson, Mississippi. Now, I'm sure there's some there's some capable Black Democrats that can run a city. Just none of them seem to be running the one that we live closest to right now, or Canton, for that matter. So, again, y'all get mad at me for pointing out that they're Black, but they, I saw they tell you all day. Is they're black? I mean, they tell you all day, Jackson's a black city. It needs to be ran by black people. The guy managing the water needs to be black. The people taking out the garbage, picking up the garbage, need to be black. They need, black people need to serve black people. they the ones that keep telling you this. And they keep hiring incompetent people to do it. Thank you, Judge Wingate, for pointing that out. Well, you've you've had a black guy doing this for a long time, and it's not going so well for you. Maybe you should try this other guy, Ted Hennepin. Anyway, my favorite word. I digress. Oh, real quick, I do want to tap one thing off, real quick, about the about the Mesquite School District. Thank you, Bobcat, for these numbers says here's the racial breakdowns of the Mesquite school district there in Texas where the school teacher got fired for being a racist for being a black supremacist her words not mine white hispanic 29.3% white non-hispanic 26.6 black or african american non-hispanic 25.1 other hispanic 6.58 and two plus hispanic so it's overwhelmingly it's thirty, roughly thirty percent Hispanic, twenty seven percent white, and twenty five percent black. So, it's it's about as equal of a uh, about as equal of a schools you could have between white, black, and Mexican. That's actually really really interesting information there. So, I'm gonna tell you what y'all are underestimating our our, our Mexican friends, our, our Hispanic friends how conservative they actually are i i i'm telling you my heart my instinct tells me long term it may not happen short term with these borders busted wide open but texas stays red for a reason you know i'm, I'm sure there's some stats out there that could prove me wrong but just some, my initial instincts is texas stays red it ain't just cuz white people in texas are voting red i you know that These Spaniards get over here, and (laughs) you start trying to teach all that that LGBTQ, trans, black supremacy stuff to them, it ain't going to go well long-term. They're going to turn into the Muslims real quick. Let's take a call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Hello? Come on, guys. You call a radio station. I'm putting you on there. All right. So, speaking of the border, speaking of immigration, let's go back to that. I shared a tweet last night from Colin Ruggs. It's on the, my Twitter. You can go see it. Save at save jxn or on my X. I don't like talking about X's. They're X's for a reason. I don't like having to call a platform X. I don't want any misunderstandings there. But Colin Rugg posted this, says, New Texas Governor Greg Abbott reveals that he has bussed over 28,000 illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities like Washington, D.C., New York, and Chicago. After virtue signaling for years by calling out, by calling out, by calling themselves sanctuary cities, Democrats like NYC Mayor, Adams are starting to sound a lot like far-right Republicans by calling for border security. Quote, we need to control the border, we need to call a state of emergency, and we need to properly fund this nation's crisis, New York Mayor Eric Adams said in a statement. So when Republicans say this, it's racist. But not when the left says it, I'm confused. And he's got a video here. It looks like people are wrapped around a city block behind Barricade, like they're waiting for a concert to open up. Or they're giving away some free sneakers or a PlayStations are about to go on sale. Some new Jordans about to go on sale. Anyway, I, I think, and I know some people, that look, this rubs even some of my conservative listeners the wrong way. But I think these Black Democrat-led cities like Jackson, Mississippi, Shreveport, Louisiana, New Orleans, Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Atlanta, Jordan, Atlanta, Jordan, <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, Birmingham, Alabama, Washington, D.C., I think they need to fill, and you know, a white hill hole in there too, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington. I think they need to feel the crunch. I think they need to be bussing some of these immigrants here, and let them start ripping their, res- absorbing their resources. Test these churches. that like to get so political. I love it. I love it when you get political. Walk it like you talk it. Walk it like you talk it. Y'all do all this voting for Biden, riding for Biden. Back it up. Support these immigrants when they get here. Let them move into your house. Share your government assistance with them. Let them in front of you at the line. At the restaurant. At the store. Let them take your spot on the corner asking for change. Start Start sharing some of your resources with them. You want them here so bad. You keep voting for this. I ain't got no my my mind on immigration has changed a little bit. If they come in here to work, let's get them to work. If you, if if we ain't gonna do it as Americans, black or white, let's get them to work. We'll deal with the rest of it later. If they if they're coming here for the jobs that we we don't want to do, let's let them do it. The rest of them, ship them right back out of here. I think we ought to start shipping a lot of y'all right out of here. They just want to sit on the government tit all day and not do anything. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, Jerry, Jerry, hold on a second, man. I'm going to go to the break and come back. I'm good. I'll hold. All right, cool. We got Jerry on hold. We're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back into the last segment of the Clay Edwards Show on this Thursday here on 103.9 FM WYEB. Hey, real quick, man. I got Jerry on hold. He held on for me. So let's hear what Jerry has to say. Hey, brother, you got about two minutes.
2: I won't say but a minute. Thank you. Good show. Um, I'm going to talk about immigration just real quickly. I sure. disagree with you a little bit. We don't have immigration. I don't mind legal immigration. I know people that have come into the country and done it the right way, paid their dues. What we have now is an invasion. We can't have an open border with the welfare system that we have, and what we have is a flood of people that are getting on government assistance, whether they're working or not. They're drawing on every resource that we have. We're having to hire dual-language teachers in the school. They never learn English. I was out at the uh, Renaissance Mall back during graduation and saw some kids with the Mexican flag draped around their shoulders at the fountain, and basically... They're here, okay, whether well, they're dreamers or not, they need to be American. And they can be proud of another country. Hey, you know, if a, if, a,
0: if a white kid had been wearing an American flag at the uh, at the water fountain, they would have been suspended from school.
2: Well, probably. No, I'll probably I wouldn't say it, but I'm thinking to myself – we actually are having to spend so much money of taxpayer dollars in all of the counties because we, if they come in and can't speak English, we have to teach them in their native language. You can go in places like uh, the Walmart in Ridgeland or in Canton. I, I, I know a Ridgeland North. Man, it's like another country, and it's, and it's fine, but if I, go to, if I go to Honduras, I expect to have Spanish spoken, and I'm going to try to learn a few words. I didn't make that attempt. So Im- legal immigration is fine, but we need to put limits on it or we need to end the welfare system because that is an attractor and they still have jobs, cash-paying jobs. Um, anyway, I, I, I'm for legal immigration I, I, right now. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I've been a little facetious, of course, earlier. No, I, I understand. I, but, you know, I'd, work, I'll, gladly swap some go- of, go- I'll gladly swap some hard-working illegals out for some of these son-of-a-guns that are just sitting here sucking on the government tit all day.
2: No, and I agree with you on that. But the thing is, they need to be they need to be well, legally do it anyway, as opposed to do it with green cards or e verify. But we have a uh, workforce uh, owners and everybody else that wants cheap cheap reliable labor. But still, Jerry, every dollar they pay them, they're getting five dollars in benefits yeah, if they're hey, not contributing.
0: I got to catch you, man. I gotta, hey, appreciate you, you, man. Great call. All right, thank you, Jerry. I, I could listen to Jerry rant about uh, immigration all day. I I agree with him 100%. Uh, Again, I I can get a little facetious at times. But, hey, look, great show today. Thank you for all the participation. We'll be following the John Sullivan trial today, so follow me on social media. Follow Therese on social media for that, uh, at Save Jackson at Dark Course Press now. I'll be back tomorrow. Close out the week with Sean Yerkeron. Podcast will be available soon, ClayEdwardShow.com. dot com.